0: Welcome to SOCAP International's In the Know podcast, a series offering customer care professionals a look into the minds of industry experts as we discuss emerging trends to ensure that you stay in the know about relevant issues impacting the customer care industry. Today, I'm your host, Marjorie Bynum, Vice President of Learning with SOCAP, and today I'm pleased to be joined by David Burkus. David is a best-selling author, an award-winning podcaster, and associate professor of management at Oral Roberts University. David will be keynoting at SoCAP 2017 Symposium, scheduled for April 23rd to the 26th in Chicago. So welcome, David, and thank you for joining our In the Know podcast.
1: Oh, thank you so much for having me.
0: So I have a couple of questions, so let's just dive right in. Um, I know that your talk at our symposium is going to be about how to build and manage better teams. So my first question for you is a lot of our SoCap members who are customer care professionals work on teams. But based on your research and insights, why are high-performing teams so important?
1: Well, so there's really two uh, two recent occurrences that I think really speak to the idea of why teamwork and why high-performing teams are so important. The first is is actually, I mean, if you think about it, it, it makes perfect sense. It's actually that a lot of the problems that can be solved by individuals have been solved, right? We've automated them, we've put got them down to a routine. When we're talking about high-level problems, whether, I mean, whether it's uh, scientific or engineering problems or situations and problems around customer care, a lot of them require more brain than just one person's, right? So a lot of those problems necessitate that. The thing that I think is perhaps more interesting, especially for people that think like, "Well, oh, I'm on a team," but. Oh, I get my own individual uh, bonus, and I get my own performance appraisal, etc. Is that a lot of the more recent research is showing that a huge portion, in some cases, up to sixty percent of individual performance is explained by the resources on the team, the organization, etc. So, it's not only that we need teamwork to solve a lot of these problems; it's that even as an individual to reach that high level of performance, we need the team and the people around us.
0: Wow, interesting. Sixty percent—that's pretty, pretty interesting.
1: I know, especially, you know, I, I, I live in the United States. We're a very individualistic culture. It's kind of hard to believe that, you know, that that much is dependent on it. But it's not just the team that you're on and how they perform. It's the resources that they provide you, the information, just the ability to call someone or send a quick email to someone because you need clarity on something. That all counts as, it, it, we might, the end result is individual performance, but it all counts as needs for that team. Hmm. Interesting.
0: Well, when you talk about high-performing teams, Um, There's also a leadership element to this, right? So, you know, there's a team leader, but I think a good team lead also empowers his or her team members. So, talk to us a little bit about, you know, what role does leadership play in either developing or coordinating an effective team, managing an effective team? What's that leadership element? What role does that play?
1: Absolutely, and and you know this is one of the things we're going to dive deep on in SoCap is that it's it's changing a lot. So it, it used to be that you had you know, when management books were written, when management as a class was invented around 100 years ago, it used to be that leaders knew what to do and they gave orders to the team, and that was the relationship. But now, so much of I mean, right right thinking, empowerment of individual employees to solve customer problems, to come up with their own solutions, has pushed a lot of functions down into the team. You can start to wonder like, what is the role? of the leader in this new environment and one of the things that that I've found in a lot of a lot of research into high-performing organizations has found is that the best leaders actually kind of act as a human shield in other words they they find the things that are blocking their team from doing their best work the team usually knows how to do it right but once they know how to perform the things that get in their way at that point are things that are blocking them from doing their best work, and become sort of the leader's job to to mitigate it or eliminate those. Or if you know, if you're not the senior leader of the organization, it's kind of a lot of times it's your job to act as the human shield to sort of protect the team so that they can do their best work um, apart from all of those influences that would drag them down.
0: Wow. Okay. The best leader is the human shield. Some have this vision of like a Superman, Supergirl with a cape and an S on their on their shirt. Um, so, what kind of you know, just as a quick follow up, for if the best leaders are tend to be that human shield. I mean, what kind of qualities or skills are really like most important for something like that?
1: So you, you need a, a strong sense of sort of what are the systems that are going on inside the organization and be able to see how one thing that even looks unrelated might actually be uh, through the overall system reverberating and actually affecting your team. And you also need a lot of empathy to understand a, a lot of times what's behind what your people are, are saying. What's the thing that you can actually change or mitigate or eliminate that's usually behind what they're saying. A lot of people, you know, especially if they're worried that their performance rating will suffer, etc., they're not going to tell you exactly. what the obstacle they're facing is, because that would be admitting that they're having problems. So you need a lot of empathy to see what's behind whatever it is, feedback they are giving me so that I can go to work to eliminate those things.
0: Right. Interesting. Our listening and empathy, which are also two, I think, really important qualities that a lot of our SoCap members who are customer care leaders do possess. So this is going to be very interesting, listening to your talk. So then my last question for you is, what's the future of teams? You know, teams, it sounds based on what you've told us so far. It sounds like, you know, teams have been around forever, but do you see a shift or an evolution or, you know, is there just some life-altering view of teams now for the next 5, 10, 20 years that you see coming down the pike? So what do you see in terms of the future of teams?
1: So, so what I'm most interested in is, is something that actually sort of was predicted in the, the mid-1980s but is just now coming to bear because of technology, et cetera. But it's this idea that, that teams can now form across the boundaries of the organization. It used to be that we just looked at a team as who are the people that are inside our company that all answer to the same manager or all work in the same department, et cetera. But now it's really managing that relationship between vendors, suppliers, customers, the whole sort of network that is the industry we're working in. We now have the ability to consider teams as being across multiple different organizations as it relates to whatever project is working on. So that that idea of like we used to talk about cross-functional teams, now we're talking about cross-organizational teams. And that's that's something mm. that's really intriguing to me because it's just going to speed up with technology and increases in our ability to connect to other people.
0: Wow. Yeah, so you are we are seeing a bit of a shift in from to this cross organizational teams, absolutely, absolutely. Well, David, thank you so much for your time on this In the Know podcast. Um, we definitely look forward to having you at our symposium uh, next month, um, and we hope that all of you will tune in for that symposium and also take a listen to David on this In the Know podcast series. Thank you, David.
1: Oh, well, thank you again so much for having me.